what's coming up now on Established in the Faith. If you'll stay at the foot of the cross, take up the cross daily and follow Him. That thing that's bothering you, that thing that is causing fear in you, the Holy Spirit will keep it at bay where it needs to be. Neighbor and welcome today to Established in the Faith. This is Pastor James Pierce of Friendship Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina, and how so very pleased and happy we are to be with you today. Got a great message lined up for you. Hope you can stay with us for the next 30 minutes. If not, let me encourage you to go over to establishedinthefaith.com. There you can listen to today's message as well as many others that are in podcast form. Well, we're going to go on into the message now. Hope and pray it'll be a blessing to you. If you have your Bibles this morning, turn with me please to the book of 1 Samuel. 1 Samuel chapter 21 and uh, move down to verse 10 if you will, that's where we'll pick it up at today. 1 Samuel chapter 21 Verse 10. And David arose and fled that day for fear of Saul, and went to Achish, the king of Gath. And the servants of Achish said unto him, Is not this David the king of the land? Did they not sing one to another of him in dances, saying, Saul has slain his thousands, and David his ten thousands? And David laid up these words in his heart and was sore afraid of Achish, the king of Gath. And he changed his behavior before them and feigned himself mad in their hands and scrabbled on the door of the gates and let his spittle fall down upon his beard. And I want to stop right there and use for a subject this morning. David's fear. David's fear. Let's go to the Lord in prayer and ask for his help today. Heavenly Father, Lord, I thank you for every person that is under the sound of my voice today. And Lord, as I believe you have given me this word, I believe it is for the people that you have sent this way. Whether they be here in this service, whether they be listening by the radio, the internet, whatever means they may be getting this today. Lord, I believe that a need will be met. Lord, that need will only be met as your anointing is upon my preaching today. Anoint me today to rightly divide this word of truth and to bring it to the people in a fashion, Lord, to where the least among us, whomever that may be, may be able to hear and receive of your word and be drawn closer to you. Lord, may needs be met here today, and we're careful to give you praise and glory. In Jesus' name, and everyone said, Amen and Amen. I believe I can say without any fear of contradiction that David saw and experienced the spiritual highs and lows unlike anyone else in the Bible other than our Lord Jesus Christ. But what we see here in David, this humiliating scene, the cause of it, it is the same cause that affects so many Christians today. 
and it is fear. Fear is all because of the fall. We do not see the synonyms of the word fear being used until after the fall of man. As God walks through the garden seeking for man, and man is hiding amongst the trees of the garden, and God said, Adam, where are you at? And he said, I hid myself because I was afraid. Sin is what causes fear. All right, before I go any further with that, let me just say this morning, there are some fears that are good. It's good to have a fear of this highway out here in front of the church. And you walk up to it, and you look both ways before you step out because you might get hit by a car. It's a good fear when you're out on a, on a pretty day and you hear thunder and you see a cloud. It's, it's a good fear to go in the house and get out of the pool because if you stay in the pool and a storm comes up, you're going to get wet. Some of you will catch that in about an hour. But there are certain types of fear that's good. But the fear I'm talking about today is the kind of fear that will make you do stupid things. Make you do crazy things. And if fear goes unchecked, even the mightiest among us, whomever that may be, can find ourselves as David scrabbling at the doors with spittle running down his beard. How do you deal with it? David is sitting there playing the harp and a spear misses his head by just inches as Saul threw a javelin and tried to kill David. This happened several times and David goes to Samuel. He goes to where the anointing is at. And he has an experience. He experiences a move of God unlike anything else he has ever seen before in his life. Saul catches wind that David is with Samuel. And he sends messengers down there to take David and bring him back so I can kill him. And the messengers, as they draw close to where David is, and David is there with Samuel, the Bible says that the Spirit of God came upon them, and the Spirit of God, the presence of God was so strong that these men began to prophesy uncontrollably. They lost control of their speech. And they begin to prophesy to such an extent that they were not able to carry out the orders of the king. Who can explain that? I've searched different commentaries. I've heard different things said about it. But, but nobody has addressed this moving of the Spirit, this supernatural moving of the Spirit that took place that day. Not only just the one time, it happened three times. As Saul would send another group of messengers down, same thing again, Spirit of God comes on them and they're prophesying uncontrollably. And Saul 
finally says, if you want something done right, you've got to do it yourself. So he gets tired of depending on everybody else. He says, I'll go down there myself and I'll kill David myself. So Saul, bound and determined, heads down there to where Samuel's at and the Spirit of God comes on him. And he fights it. He resists the Spirit of God. The Bible says he pressed on despite the moving of the Spirit of God. And let me tell you something today. This would be the last time that God would deal with Saul. To bring him back in to relationship with God. But Saul is so bent on killing David. He resisted the Spirit of God and pressed in closer. And the Bible says that as he moved in closer to David, the Spirit of God literally drove him down to his knees, naked and prophesying, uncontrollably. All that day and all that night, Saul lay there on the floor naked, prophesying. As the Spirit of God moved upon that man. What you're seeing there with Saul. It is a type of what the Holy Spirit does to the sin nature. That we have within our hearts and lives. As we place our faith in Christ and His finished work. The Holy Spirit will drive that sin nature down to the feet of the world's Redeemer. Strip him down to nothing. And he laid there for 24 hours. That is your victory. That is where the victory over the sin nature is at. Your faith in Christ and his finished work and the Holy Spirit coming inside and binding that rascal up and keeping him down. That's where the victory is. But David, he witnessed all of this. The answer for what he was looking for was right there in front of his face, but he didn't understand it. And we have a fear of that which we don't understand. Although we can see it working, we don't understand it. There's a fear of the supernatural. We don't understand things in the spirit world as we should. That's why it is extremely important for you, as a child of God, to put yourself in an environment that is conducive to the moving of the Holy Spirit. To where the Spirit of God can move. He's the teacher. And if we will allow Him, He will further your Christian education. And the more you understand things, the more you place your faith in it. But at that time, David although he had the answer right in front of him. If you'll stay with Samuel, if you'll stay where the anointing is at, if you'll stay at the place where the sacrifices are being offered up, Saul will remain down on his knees before you. And I'm I'm trying to tell you something today. If you'll stay at the foot of the cross... 
take up the cross daily and follow Him. The Holy Spirit, that thing that's bothering you, that thing that is causing fear in you, the Holy Spirit will keep it at bay where it needs to be. But David didn't understand that. And in the 20th chapter of 1 Samuel, we see where fear causes you to make stupid decisions. He runs to his best friend, Jonathan. His thought is Jonathan being the son of Saul. Perhaps Jonathan can talk to Saul and bring about amends. Here's what's so stupid about all of that. Jonathan had just tried all of that. And it didn't work. Why is it that we keep doing the same things over and over and over again, expecting a different result? Friend, that right there is the definition to insanity. To keep doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. And David says, I'll go to Jonathan and we'll try to work things out. And this time, Saul threw a spear at Jonathan, like to killed his own son, Jonathan. Jonathan comes back to David and said, it ain't going to work. <laughs> he, he threw a spear at me and tried to kill me. And so they decided to part ways. You know, here's, here's another stupid thing. Jonathan chooses to follow his father instead of David. And his father just threw a spear at him and tried to kill him. And he still tried to go with Saul. Fear causes you to make stupid decisions. Fear causes you to place your faith in the wrong things. Chapter 21 of 1 Samuel. David goes to Ahimelech, the priest. And when Ahimelech sees David, he asks David, what are you doing? What are you up to? And David said, well, I'm on some business of the king. The king has sent me on a business, and uh, I ain't supposed to tell nobody about it. David lied. Fear caused David to place his faith in a lie. When you tell a lie, your faith is in the telling of that lie. Perhaps I can change my situation or the outcome of my situation by telling this untruth. Because of what David did, telling this lie, it caused 85 priests to lose their lives. Because Saul, when he found out, went in and killed every one of the priests, their wives and their children. So let me tell you. If you put your faith in a lie, the end result is going to be death. And the Bible says that in the last days there will be many who will believe a lie and be damned. 
Faith in a lie. David also asked the priest, give me some bread. Jesus said, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. David then asked the priest for Goliath's sword, because David had given it to the priest as an offering in whatever the case. And he asked for the sword of Goliath, putting his faith in a sword. And here's the stupid thing about that. The sword didn't help Goliath. How in the round world, why in the round world did David think that sword was going to help him? Jesus said, if you live by the sword, you'll die by the sword. See, Let me tell you. Faith in anything else other than the finished work of Christ only leads to death. And it don't make no difference what it is. Because there's only one way of salvation. And that is through and by the cross of the Lord Jesus Christ. Alright. Fear causes wrong direction. Instead of David going back to Samuel he goes over to Achish the king of Gath this is the place where Goliath was from he's over on enemy territory the very people whom he had fought and won battle after battle and now he's over on their turf and let me tell you something else about fear fear if it goes unchecked it only causes more fear. Because they recognized David, found out who he was. And now David is scared for his life. Fear will change your behavior. The Bible says that David changed his behavior before them. Here is a man who the Bible said time and time again in the very beginning. A man who behaved himself wisely, and because of fear, he has now changed his behavior. And what do we see? A man who's about gone crazy. Fear will drive you insane. Here we see David. Scrabbling at the doors with spittle running down his beard. It's a humiliating scene. And if this can happen to the mightiest of God's people, friend, where does that leave you and I at today? I want you to think about it. Let me ask you this. What is it that you're scared of? I heard a man testify this week over radio that when his son was born, he had just heard something over the news about crib death and seeing all of that on the news. That thought got into his mind. And when the baby was brought home and laid in the crib, he found himself getting up two and three times a night to go in there and lay his hand on the back of his son to see if he was still breathing. Fear. 
A fear that causes you to get up two and three times a night. A fear that causes you to where you can't sleep as you should. A fear that causes you to do stupid things. A fear that causes, that alters your behavior from acting the way that a Christian should to something else that's not godly. Let me share some scripture with you. Dana, if you will, pull it up on the screen. 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7. 2 Timothy 1, verse 7. The Bible tells us that God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. You have, residing within your person as a child of God, the Spirit of God. The most powerful force in all of the universe is living down on the inside of you. And God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Let's look at love a minute. Diana, if you will, go to 1 John chapter 4. 1 John chapter 4, let's pick it up in verse 14. And we have seen and do testify that the Father sent the Son to be the Savior of the world. You need to know and understand that. Jesus said, I didn't come into the world to condemn the world, but I came to save that which was lost. We have seen and do testify that the Father sent the Son to be the Savior of the world. Whosoever shall confess that Jesus is the Son of God, God dwelleth in him, and he in God. And we have known and believed the love that God has for us. You need to know the love that God has for you. Even while we were yet sinners, the Bible says that God sent His Son into this world to die for us. And we have known and believed the love that God hath to us. God is love. And he that dwelleth in love dwelleth in God and God in him. Herein is our love made perfect that we may have boldness in the day of judgment, because as He is, so are we in this world. Catch this, verse 18. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casteth out fear, because fear hath torment. He that feareth is not made perfect in love, We love Him because He first loved us. Let me explain that. Perfect love casts out fear. You need to settle it in your mind that God loves you. It wouldn't hurt you sometime to just just say, Jesus loves me. Things happen in this world. And God allows things to happen to us. But you need to understand, everything that God allows to happen to you is because He loves you. Did you hear what I said? You deserve judgment. But thank God He doesn't give us what we deserve. He gives us His grace. And He's going to look after you. That man that gave that testimony about his son, he went to the altar. 
And he prayed to God, God, you've got to take this fear from me. It's tormenting me. And he heard God tell him in his heart, Will you trust me with your son? Will you just let me have your son tonight? And he said, Yes, Lord, I will. And he went to bed that night, and that spirit of fear came on him, and he said, I'm not getting up tonight. I'm trusting God to look after my son because God loves me and he's got my best interest in heart. Perfect love cast out fear. And after about two or three nights, he no longer had that fear and he didn't have to go in there and check on his son anymore. What are you saying, James? I'm saying this, then I'll close. Fear came knocking on the door. Faith answered. And there was nobody there. So when that spirit of fear comes against you, whatever it may be, understand that God's got it. You've got the most powerful force in the universe dwelling on the inside of you. God loves you. And He's not going to allow anything to happen to you what it won't work out in your best interest for he worketh all things for the good to those that love him and are called according to his purpose today has been a blessing to you and you would like to have a free CD copy of this message, just give us a call or text us at 252-299-4234. You can also go to establishedinthefaith.com. There you will find today's message as well as many others that are in podcast form. But perhaps you need someone to just talk to or to just pray with you about something. Again, just give us a call at 252 252- Two nine nine four two three four. This program is an outreach ministry of Friendship Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina. As well, depends on the prayerful and generous financial support of listeners like you. To contact us or to contribute to this ministry, go to establishedinthefaith.com. Click on the Donate tab. It's easy and all donations are safe and secure through PayPal. You can also mail us at Established in the Faith, P.O. Box 601, Bailey, North Carolina, 27807. We look forward to hearing from you. Hello, I'm Haven. And I'm Juliana. And you've been listening to Established in the Faith with our dad, James Pierce. He's the pastor of Friendship Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina. We have Sunday school every Sunday morning at 945 and worship service at 11, as well as prayer meeting and Bible study every Wednesday night at 730. Go to com and click on the events tab for gospel singings and other special services. That's right, Jules. And the church is located at 744 Friendship Church Road in Middlesex, North Carolina, near the EMED community. On the website, if you click on the Contact Us tab, Google Maps will bring you right to us. We would love to have you, and we hope to see you there. And we hope today's program has been a blessing to you. Thank you for listening, and God bless you.